Hello, hello. Welcome to the DSA Pride Perspective Podcast. I am Lorraine Messiah. I am here from the Center for Career Design and Development. And here with us today is Sarah L. Buzadi. And she has a long history with Hofstra and I am looking forward to talking with her today. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And so we'll start. Tell us your connection with Hofstra. Where did your Hofstra connection begin and kind of walk us through that? Sure, thank you. Um, so I grew up on Long Island um, going to Hofstra summer camp, all of their drama productions. I remember sitting in the uh, theater watching uh, the Shakespeare festivals throughout the year um, and also the Dutch festival. So you know how every spring we see all these beautiful tulips around campus. I remember when I was uh, five or six, like that was the first time I went and just walking around and seeing all these vendors. Um, it's just such an exciting place to be. Um, and I also uh, went to some Saturday classes as a, as a little girl um, studying, uh, like improving my reading. Mm -hmm. um, and just Hofstra has so much to offer to its community. And uh, that's really where I got my start here. So you really, so growing up near Hofstra, you really availed your, yourself to all the community that Hofstra had to offer outside of being an institution of higher learning, right? So all their Saturday classes for academic enrichment for the community, the Tulip Festival, all this, all these fun things. Okay, so I didn't know that about you. Wow, like you are really, like you're a Hofstra baby. Yes. Like you literally grew up with Hofstra. And as a matter of fact, I actually went to Hofstra daycare too. So um, whenever you see those uh, children getting pushed around on campus, that was me when I was little. And I remember uh, if, you, if you go behind uh, Hofstra Hall, there's a little statue. Um, of this man sitting and mm -hmm. all the children used to call him Walter. So um, that's where he got his name. So I was one of those kids um, that went to Hofstra daycare. Wow, so you really are a Hofstra baby. Wow, wow, wow. So what made you decide, like because you grew up in the community, what made you decide to eventually come to Hofstra, not only as an undergrad, but also as a grad student? What made you stay? Yeah, great question. So one thing I really love about Hofstra is its size. It's not one of those schools where uh, you don't know anybody or you're always seeing new people. Um, and it's not small enough that everybody knows everybody's business. I really like walking around campus and meeting new people, but also seeing familiar faces. Um, and I also really like the small class sizes. It allows you to have this uh, connection with your professors. Um, but one of the things that really drew me back to Hofstra for um, my graduate studies was that it has so many connections in the community. And for example, my field of study in uh, public health, we have this great connection to Northwell Health. Um, and it's just so connected that um, it just seemed like the perfect place to be. Um, and also for the Masters of Public uh, Health, they, they differ from a lot of other universities in that they focus on the needs of suburban communities. So we're looking at how um, if somebody can't get to the doctor's, their doctor's appointment because of transportation, 
Um, how are we going to go through these different challenges that we might not face in a, a city where transportation is right outside our door? So okay. it has all these great opportunities. So the inaccessibility, accessibility to you know, transportation is a barrier for people and addressing those issues. Like, so it sounds like you really love your community on not only Hofstra, but Long Island as a whole. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, what do you, what is the biggest change you've seen during your time at Hofstra? What has, how has the university has changed? And I know we had a football team. So how, that's just from my knowledge, but how has the university changed in your eyes in your time that you've been here? Okay, so um, one of the things that I think was the greatest change during my time at Hofstra was the shift to online learning. A lot of the faculty, the staff, and the students had to adapt really quickly to learning online, um, scheduling appointments virtually. Mm -hmm. This is an extremely uh, different environment for us. Um, so just getting used to that has been a big challenge, but also it created so many new opportunities to communicate with our colleagues that are maybe not here. One of my professors is actually across the world um, in Thailand, and I'm still able to collaborate with research and all these different things. So while we face these challenges and um, changes during the times, there's also so much great things that come out of it. That's wonderful. So in your opinion, what do you think is Hofstra's greatest legacy? I think Hofstra's greatest legacy is that it provides a world-class education to students across the country and around the world. Um, Long Island's home to some of the best high schools in the country. And many of these students are looking at big name colleges, but I would argue that Hofstra provides the same level of education, but also provides more access to professors and uh, administrators and different resources um, because Hofstra values this interpersonal connections. Mm. Um, so it has all these great opportunities for its students. And we also have the School of Medicine, the School of Law, all these great schools that have strong alumni always eager to help um, connect students with their communities. And shout out to the Career Center. The advisors are always willing to connect you and um, it's really a sense of community that Hofstra creates. Okay, great. What's a piece of Hofstra history that you've been a part of? So you already talked about like we're living through a pandemic, like that is historic for sure. But what is a piece of Hofstra history that you've been a part of pre-pandemic? Because now we're living in a pre and post pandemic world. So what's, what was the part of history that you've been a part of pre pandemic? Yeah, um, so the 2016 presidential debate was quite historic. Um, while I wasn't in the arena while it was happening, I was on campus in Monroe Lecture Hall. And what was really unique about that was there were members of the community that were there. So I felt like I was sharing this moment with people in our community. And it was just a testament of how Hofstra doesn't keep all the things that it creates for itself. Mm. It creates these things for the community as well. So mm. that was a, a really historic moment that I was a part of. 
I can see your face beaming as if I was there. Like I, I, the way, the way you described it, because you know, the listeners can't see your face. So I'll describe what I saw is that your smile got so much bigger. And I felt like you were at a huge party, like a block party, like your family was there, your Hofstra community was there and your outside community was there. And to me that I just had an image of a block party in my mind. So that's the look you had on your face that it was this coming together and that you said, Hofstra doesn't keep what they have to themselves. They share it with the community. And I just, I just saw unity and, and togetherness. And that's really, and, and you're smiling and, and you're like, yes, that's exactly what it was like. So great, great, great. Um, what are some things you would like to see at Hofstra? You've been here a long time, you know, from, in, from your inception basically to now. So you've basically grew, grew, grew up here, grown up here. Um, what are some things you would like to see Hofstra do? Yeah, so I'd like to see more uh, collaboration between student clubs and the different departments on campus. Um, as an undergraduate student, I second I was that emotion 100%. <laughs> yeah, as an undergraduate student, I was a part of a number of different clubs. And I always wondered why we weren't reaching out to these different clubs that had similar interests. Um, so I'd like to see more joint programming between, for example, cultural clubs and offices like International Student Affairs, IEI, the Center for Race. There's so many great opportunities and these departments have access to so many resources. It's the perfect um, opportunity to collaborate. And then another thing I'd like to see is more professional networking programs that span across the different programs. So for example, I'm in the Masters of Public Health program, but I think it'd be great to have a networking uh, program with members of the School of Medicine, members of um, the Masters in Health Administration program, the PA program, because we all have this similar interest to help serve the public. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna be colleagues in the future. This is a great opportunity to build on those connections. Okay, so more like a holistic approach instead of a siloed approach. Exactly. Gotcha. For sure, for sure. What is one piece of Hofstra history perspective students should know about? So if I'm an incoming, you know, freshman or I'm a high school senior or junior and I'm doing research and I come across this podcast, what is one thing you would like me to know about Hofstra that might sway my decision to come to Hofstra University as opposed to another university? All right, so the easy answer is the Hofstra cats, but since I'm a nerd, um, I'm gonna go back even further. Wait, so... what if they don't know about the Hofstra cats? You gotta tell, you gotta give context. Oh, of course. So um, let's go into our thought bubble going back into the past. Um, okay. So we have Kate and Willie Hofstra, who, okay, um, the mascots. Exactly. But they were also the, um, the husband and wife who owned Hofstra um, and lived in Hofstra Hall. So okay. Kate actually had this deep love for cats. And after they um, passed away and after the university was created, she made sure that through the years, 
people would take care of the Hofstra cats. So whenever you're walking around campus and you see this cat just wandering along, whether it's the Calkins cat, as people name um, the cat's different names, um, they have this, this root at Hofstra as a member of the original Hofstra family. Okay, so there, there are a lot of cats on campus for sure, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and then just to show the nerd in me, because I always like to know a little bit more about the university. Um, if you didn't know, the, Hof the original Hofstra flag was actually um, a mimic of the Netherlands flag, which the original Netherlands flag, which was um, yellow, white, and blue. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where we originally got our colors. And if you look at the Hofstra crest, the Hofstra coat of arms, which depicts two lions with a crown on top and a phrase underneath the um, je m'entendre, which means um, I will maintain, is the motto of the Netherlands. So we have all this history in the walls um, and the halls of Hofstra that there's so much to learn each day. Um, even the um, residential halls, if you go to the Netherlands complex, all those buildings are named after places in the Netherlands. Um, so it has all these great connections um, to our history. Okay. So my question would be, what's your favorite memory of Hofstra? Like, so give us, because I know you can't pick one because you've been around so long. So I would say, what's your favorite memory, maybe as a child, maybe as a graduate student and as an undergrad student? Because those are like three different phases in your life. So maybe like a pre-Hofstra favorite memory, uh, undergrad favorite memory and a graduate favorite memory. So one of my favorite memories growing up was when I was probably five or six um, in the quad right behind Hofstra Hall, my brother and I would ride our bikes. So he'd be going real fast and I'd be on my training wheels trying to keep behind him. Um, so that was actually one of the places where I first learned to ride my bike. Um, nice. And it's kind of a symbol of like um, letting those training wheels go and growing. Um, so that was one of my favorite memories. Um, one of my favorite memories from undergraduate would have to be, hmm, that's so hard because there are so many great moments. Oh, okay, I got it. So some of my best moments were when I decided to join the club uh, soccer team my okay. freshman year. Um, I remember uh, every night when we had practice, a bunch of us would meet up at our dorm and walk over and after practice, we'd get, uh, dinner at like a really late night dinner, probably like 11, 12 at Hofstra USA. Um, okay. And it was like a tradition. So that was one of my favorite moments. All right. So now as an adult, a young adult in graduate school, do you have any favorite memories or has um, good memories been tainted by the pandemic or has it been really exciting because, you know, public health right now is like on the forefront. So what, what kind of memories do you have? And everybody who can't see her, she's shaking her head with excitement, bursting to tell us, yes, this has been very exciting for me. So go ahead. 
Yes. So actually, one of the most exciting moments for me came from uh, a product of this pandemic, actually. So in my post as a graduate assistant for international student affairs, I was so excited to put on the Unity Project, which happens every spring out on the quad. And people come out, they string yarn around uh, these poles, which show how they identify. So all in-person activities were canceled. So unfortunately, we weren't able to do this in person. But instead, I was able to create a virtual Unity, which I was extremely proud of because it really hit on the things that I was trying um, to see in Hofstra. It brought together members of the faculty, members of the staff, members of the student body. Um, what we did was I, re, uh, I played around with the words of we are family mm -hmm. and created this um, Hofstra kind of Hofstra ballad to it um, and got members of the acapella groups on campus to sing it. Um, to really create this product of Hofstra. Um, and if you ever wanna go see it, you can visit our um, Facebook page. Um, and it just really shows what Hofstra is. Pictures of members of our community. When you see that, you see the people who have created Hofstra, the people who are making what the future holds for Hofstra. Um, and it just was an out. amazing memory. It turned out very well, I remember. And what I'm going to ask you to do is send that Facebook link to me because that way when we put it in our notes, when students listen to this and if prospective students want to see what Hasha Unity looked like mm -hmm. post-pandemic, we can just put that in the, the podcast notes. So any parting words as you are about to graduate in May? Yes. Woo! Mm -hmm. So your life at Hofstra, is it coming to an end or it's going to be a new beginning? I think it's a new beginning. Um, I think there are always opportunities and there's always connections um, here. Like once you've planted your roots in Hofstra, there's always a friendly face to turn to. Um, so no matter what, I'll always be a part of the pride. Yay, you're part of the pride. Oh, that's so cute. And everybody who can't see her, she's like getting a little welled up because she knows her time is coming to an official end, but she will still stay connected. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on to Pride Perspectives. We appreciate all your contributions that you've given us and keep us posted on your life after Hofstra. I know I will see you around for sure and good luck to you. Any parting Thanks words? So I would just say, never give up. Always um, follow your dreams and always know that you have a home at Hofstra. <laughs>